Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Tuesday, y'all. Talk with a Southern accent. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you back here on our second day of the work week. Well, some of you had off Monday. It was President's Day. Hope you're all recovering from a blowout. Perhaps you might have had <laughs> celebrating that so-called national holiday. At least for some of you, it was a holiday. And on today's y'all show, we've got good stuff coming your way. We've got a bunch of headlines to give you all the latest on what's going on in Dixie. At the end of this hour, we'll have our political report where we will discuss all of the governor's races that are happening this year in the Southeast. Not very many, but we've got a couple of states where they'll be electing new governors in the year 2019. We'll also hear from President Donald Trump as he was in South Florida on Monday talking about the crisis in Venezuela. He had a very raucous rally there on the campus of Florida International University. We've got some audio coming from that speech later this hour. We'll also hear from Kamala Harris, the California senator, as she was in South Carolina over the weekend campaigning for president. And we've got some audio from that. Plus, Elizabeth Warren, she's also trying to be the Democratic nominee for president. She was in Georgia over the weekend. And at one point in her speech, she she was actually interrupted for uh, someone in the audience said, why did you lie about your ethnicity? And so if we can find that portion of the speech, we'll play it. But, yeah, she was in Lawrenceville, Georgia over the weekend as she was traveling around the country campaigning for president when we get to hour two we'll have sports land yap and we'll start off the hour with some news on something we really have not talked a lot about on the y'all show which could have people come take my southern card away from me my citizenship away because i don't talk a lot about wrestling on this show but we've got some wrestling news at the start of hour two that if you're a fan of the wwe You'll be happy about this news. We'll also give you the latest on a Major League Baseball skipper who says that he's going to retire this year after 25 years of coaching in Major League Baseball. We'll have information on that. We'll look at all of college basketball news, including the Tennessee Vols fall from grace. They're no longer the number one team in college basketball. And then we'll talk some women's basketball. South Carolina is likely going to make the NCAA tournament in women's basketball again. And they're likely to host a regional. But guess what? The Columbia, South Carolina Coliseum there, the Colonial Life Arena, is scheduled to have NCAA March Madness for men. So therefore, the Gamecocks can't host a tournament there at their own facility. So they just got a special waiver on Monday from the NCAA. We'll tell you about that. Plus, some great news in women's college basketball. The Rice Owls are ranked for the first time in school history. And we'll tell you what number they came in in the latest women's college basketball poll. All of that in our sports land yet. And then we'll go to Matt Herman's later in hour two for the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue Report. I don't know what that old boy's got up his sleeve today, but I know if it's Matt and it's barbecue, you know it's going to be good. So we'll have that coming up in just a few on the Y'all Show. Hey, if you'd like to reach out to us, we would love to get you here on the All Southern program. Our number is 803-816-1170. You can text that number. You can call that number. We're just glad to get your input. 803-816-1170 on the World Wide Web. We are at Y'all Dot com programming note we've got some great interviews coming your way in the next few days we will be visiting with john schneider the actor from the dukes of hazard he played Bo duke and also has gone on to star in a bunch of other tv shows and movies and 
was a great country music recording artist back in the 1980s. Had a chance to catch up with John Schneider, who I've dubbed the world's most talented Yankee, as he was born in New York State, but got south as quick as he could. And we've got an interview coming up with him in a couple of days. Also, we're going to be visiting with Lulu Roman. You may remember her on Hee Haw and had a chance to talk to her. And she's a funny woman who's been in all kinds of TV shows. And, of course, she was on Hee Haw for its duration, which spanned 67, four decades, actually, was the lifespan of Hee Haw. And we'll be talking with Lulu Roman, and she's quite funny and can't wait to share that with you here in the coming days of the All Southern program. We start out our headlines today with Mother Nature in mind. And if you're in Arkansas, you need to be aware today of flash flood watches, as these will be taking place in not only eastern Arkansas, but stretching on into western Tennessee and north Mississippi. And this is all part of a really nasty storm that's making its way across the country this week. It's Winter Storm Petra. It's going to bring snow and ice to the west and midwest and northeast, but it's going to have a bunch of rain and flooding happen in many of our southern states as we kind of want to let everybody know from a ice perspective, there's a probability of ice through Wednesday in some of the southern regions like northwest Arkansas, west uh, around Fayetteville, Arkansas in the western corner of the state. Also, there's a great chance of ice in the western North Carolina mountains on into Roanoke, Virginia, into West Virginia, around Washington, D.C. We're not saying snow. We're, we're, we're actually predicting ice in these areas. There will be some snowfall as you get closer to Washington, D.C. The rest of the south minus Missouri is pretty clear on the snow aspect. What's going to happen, though, from Petra, you're going to have a lot of rain. So if you're in West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, North Alabama, in North Mississippi, in eastern Arkansas, as well as parts of Louisiana and the rest of the southeast, you're going to be saturated with a lot of rain throughout the next few days. Be careful if you're near any kind of river or creek. There's a strong probability if you've got a lot of rainfall, you're going to see some flooding happen. Most of these same places I'm talking about have already been saturated with rain here in the last couple of weeks. They really don't need more saturation, but that's what this Petra storm front is going to bring across these southern states. Again, this is Kentucky we're talking about, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, just about every southern state minus Texas and Florida are going to be feeling the effects of all the rain and flooding. And remember, I told you there's going to be a lot of icy and snowy conditions along the Ohio Valley. Well, that just means more water coming down the Mississippi River. So if you're anywhere near the Old Man River in the next couple of weeks, you better be careful because it's it's a very wet season right now across the southeast and on into the northeast, which their spill-off comes down the Mississippi River. In Charleston, West Virginia on Monday, a teacher's union has called for a strike over an education bill there in the capital of West Virginia. And they called for a statewide strike over this bill that they view as lacking their input and as retaliation for a walkout last year. The strike for the West Virginia teachers is scheduled to start today. And leaders of three unions for teachers and school service workers said at a news conference Monday, almost a year to the day that teachers started a nine-day walkout in 2018, this, they said that they're left with no other choice 
And that 2018 walkout launched the national Red for Ed, R-E-D for E-D movement that included strikes in Kentucky, Oklahoma, Arizona, Washington State, and more recently, Los Angeles and Denver. So we may have to see what happens in West Virginia as the teachers there in this state calling for a strike over their education bill that's in front of the legislature in Charleston, WV. A Florida sixth grader now faces charges of disrupting a school function and resisting arrest after a confrontation that followed his refusal to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. In a statement on Sunday, Lakeland, Florida police say a school resource officer was alerted to a disturbance created by a student in the classroom at Lawton Childs Middle Academy back on February 4th. According to police, the student initially refused to leave the room, continued to be disruptive, and made threats while being escorted to the school's office by the officer and the school's dean. And the statement says the student was charged based on his failure to comply with the officer's and the dean's orders, not his refusal to participate in the pledge. Polk County students students aren't required to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The boy's mother said the 11-year-old normally declines to stand for the pledge. He had a substitute teacher on February 4th, and she had ordered him to stand up. The boy's mother said the school should have disciplined her son differently. He has moved to a private school since then. So as we can, the headline sounds very awful about a kid not standing for the pledge, but I guess in, in that particular school district, you don't have to. And he was in trouble, not necessarily for the pledge, but for the other parts of the confrontation over that. Hey, if you don't like America and you go fight against it and you threaten Americans to be killed and to kill each other, and now you want to come back, then that's just idiotic. Well, that's what's happened as an Alabama native decided several years ago to go help out ISIS and joined ISIS, became an ISIS wife, and she, and I guess working in Syria and Iraq, she told Americans on social media to kill themselves, and now she's begging to come home as the caliphate has essentially evaporated. Hoda Mathana is a 24-year-old from the, I think, Birmingham area, and she recently escaped from ISIS and was captured by Kurdish forces. And she's currently being held in a refugee camp in northeast Syria. And she told the Guardian newspaper in an interview that her last four years with the terrorist group have been a traumatizing experience where, quote, we starved and we literally ate grass. Now, she said that she believes America gives second chances and she wants to return and she'll never come back to the Middle East. America can take my passport and I wouldn't mind, she added, noting that she had not been in contact with anyone from the State Department. Yes, she, according to her parents, she was brainwashed over the Internet and she went against her family's wishes and the teachings of Islam by secretly boarding a plane to Turkey in late 2014 to link up with ISIS. And now, essentially, she's wanting to come back to America. What what would you do with her? I mean, this is a woman from Alabama, 24-year-old now. She I guess went over there as an adult. She was at least 19, perhaps 20 years old when she decided to leave America to go become an ISIS wife. And now she wants back in. What, what should we do? I, I, I don't, I don't really know myself. I, I'm, I don't think she took up arms, but she did threaten American lives. And she said online that we should go kill each other, things like that. 
I say lock her up. <laughs> also in Alabama, a historic fiction writer and a resident of that state, W.E.B. Griffin, has died at the age of 89. And he was known for books. I think he wrote nearly 160 books in his career and had lived on the Alabama Gulf Coast for a very long time. He was the number one best-selling author of over 200. Actually, he was the best-selling author of over 250 books with over 50 million copies in print in more than 10 languages. And he was the author of 61 epic novels and seven series, The Core, Brotherhood of War, Badge of Honor, Minute War, Honor Bound, Presidential Agent, and Clandestine Operations. He was known for his historical accuracy, richly drawn characters, thrilling adventure, crackling wit, and astute aptitude for the heart and mind of a military hero. Author W.E.B. Griffin, an Alabama Gulf Coast resident, dead at the age of 89. We have more headlines from throughout the South coming up. In just a few minutes, we've got the tragic story of some drownings to tell you about. One in Tennessee, one in Texas. Also, we'll give you a fun story to wrap up the headlines about a man losing his pants in North Carolina. You can't you can't create this stuff, people. you got to read the headlines, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. This is the Y'all Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. talk about stingy women. Y'all ain't got no stingy women. Man, I got one so stingy she's too scared to breathe hard for fear to catch the asthma. I remember once I had a little job in Gary. 
I was gonna make $50 on the job. I asked for a dime. He didn't give me no dime. No, sir. It's Tuesday, and we talk with a southern accent on this day of the week and every other day that we join you here on the all-southern program that we call Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. You can reach us here, y'all show at y'all.com, any old time you feel like it. We'd love to hear from you. Your comments, suggestions are always welcome. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll have our political report in hour two. We'll start it off with our sports land yap on Tuesday, and then we'll go over in the latter portion of hour two and visit with our friend Matt Hermans, the barrister of bodacious barbecue. All of that ahead on today's Y'all Show. Now we start off with two stories tragically about drownings in the South after a youngster in Texas drowned in a bathtub while playing around not being supervised, his parents, Gerardo Zavala de Laredo and Monica Yvonne Dominguez, now have been both, both been charged with abusing a human corpse and evidence tampering. Dominguez is also charged with two child endangerment counts. Now, according to authorities, these Texans were arrested after the remains of their two-year-old daughter were found in a bucket apparently containing acid. And according to authorities, the youngster drowned and was not being supervised. And a neighbor called police and went in and found the remains of what appeared to be a five-gallon bucket of acid in a bedroom closet with a two-year-old inside it. Disturbing story there in Webb County, Texas, in Laredo, for these two arrested now after the death of their child and then trying to dispose of the body. They're not being accused of murder because I think the child accidentally drowned, but they tried to dispose of the body through acid. What a sick story. Now, here's a very disturbing story coming from Knoxville, Tennessee. A three-year-old boy has died after swimming in a hotel pool there in East Tennessee, and now this marks the third such drowning at this same hotel in the past four years. And this happened at the Quality Inn and Suites West Water Park in Knoxville. A four-year-old Georgia boy drowned at the hotel in March of 2015, and a seven-year-old boy drowned at the same hotel in July of 2017. And now a three-year-old boy has died at this Quality Inn and Suites West Water Park in Knoxville, Tennessee. The Statement from the investigators said the boy was unattended at the pool along with his six-year-old brother, a five-year-old cousin, and a five-year-old friend, and the children had been in the care of a relative. The statement says other patrons pulled the victim from the pool, but he did drown, sadly. Three-year-old dying in Knoxville, Tennessee. A former member of a Louisiana police department has been sentenced to nine years in prison for using excessive force on someone he arrested, and earlier this week, U.S. District Judge Elizabeth Foote sentenced 35-year-old Cody Dodge, a former Deputy Chief of Investigations for the St. Martinsville, Louisiana Police Department, and Dodge was convicted on charges of violating the civil rights of an arrestee by using excessive force and of obstructing justice and conspiring with others to do so. Prosecutors said that in August of 2016, Dodge forced his way into the home of someone he suspected of stealing from him. He then struck the person in the face with a firearm, 
before arresting him. Prosecutors say he also conspired with others to falsify reports about the incident. But Cody Dodge, who 35 years old, now going to prison after he kind of took the law into his own hands. He ain't no walking tall guy there in Lafayette, Louisiana, and St. Martinsville Police Department. He That doesn't exist anymore. He's going to jail for a number of years for taking the law into his own hands. All right, here's a buzzword of the day. The word is revenge porn. <laughs> That's a new one on me. Maybe you know what it is. But a Mississippi bill in the state legislature in Jackson is now proposing penalties for revenge porn. It could make revenge porn a crime if passed. The Senate passed this bill Thursday of last week, and it's well, if it passed and it becomes law, it will set penalties for anyone who shares or publishes intimate visual material, such as nude photos that were created with the intention of being private. Senate Bill 252.8 would allow a $1,000 penalty for intentional distribution of the material and a $500 penalty for unintentional distribution. One of the bill's sponsors, Senator Sally Doty of Brookhaven, says young people need to understand that sharing intimate photos is a bad idea because another person could publish them after a relationship breaks up. The bill would also set penalties of up to a year in jail and a $4,000 fine for extortion related to intimate photos or movies. Now the bill goes to the House for more work. But that seems like a reasonable and rational bill coming from Jackson, Mississippi, in the Mississippi legislature. I wonder if this is a, a bill that or law already in effect in a lot of the states in our country. If not, it ought to be because... Kyle, I remember going back, believe it or not, to the early 2000s. Tommy Bowden was the head football coach at Clemson University. And his daughter, I don't know how this happened, but there was a very graphic photo of her taken by an ex that leaked out. And this would have been 2005, 2006. I mean, this has been going on a long time. And, and so... I know that that I know of from way back then. I'm sure there were other cases, but there's some real revenge that when jealous and angry lovers decide they want revenge, there's all kind of things to do. Now, my best advice, friends, is why do you have graphic or is, is the law says intimate visual material? <laughs> why do you have that in the first place? It, you can't. Use it for revenge if you ain't got it. That's just me. But I, I guess some people really enjoy photographing themselves if they are aware they're even being photographed. Now, what's creepy is when you, even if it's a lover, someone you really care about, if you take photos of them without their consent, that, that ain't cool. But the, again, the buzzword here is revenge porn. And if passed in Mississippi, it could go into law. And if Mississippi is a trendsetter here, kudos, Mississippi, because Mississippi is always the brunt of jokes. Oh, it's so far behind everybody else. Now, maybe they really are behind on this revenge porn thing, but I have not seen this in any other state to date. So maybe Mississippi is doing something really groundbreaking here. Or maybe 
they've got a lot of jealous lovers out there that they're trying to do all they can to prevent more problems in the Magnolia State. Moving along, hey, here, how, you want some lawnmower news? Well, this is not the greatest news for the South, as Bloomington, Minnesota-based Toro Company has announced plans to purchase Oklahoma's Ditch Witch Company. And, of course, this is a, a underground construction equipment company, but they also do other things, Ditch Witch. So I called it lawnmower. I guess it's digging ditches, lawnmowers, Toro, Ditch Witch. You, you know, if you're into heavy equipment, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Toro said in a news release that it will pay $700 million in cash for the Charles Machine Works, a privately held company based in Perry, Oklahoma. And the proposed sale is subject to regulatory approval and is expected to close by the end of third quarter. Toro Chairman and CEO Richard Olson said Charles Machine Works will strengthen Toro's portfolio that includes turf maintenance, snow and ice management, landscaping, and construction management. Even in the equipment industry, the construction equipment, the lawnmower equipment they buy each other out and they make deals happen. And how about having $700 million in cash to throw out there in this purchase? That's pretty impressive. But now Ditchwich from Oklahoma will now be a Minnesota company if this all goes through as expected. In Savannah, Georgia, they are taking city-owned lots there that are vacant and turning them into tree nurseries. What a great idea. A $230,000 grant is being used to promote green jobs, and it's helping Savannah transform three empty city-owned lots to space for growing trees, and the pilot project already has 12 trainees growing 150 bald cypress and black gum saplings at the first site. So you could see a lush urban forest right in the city of Savannah, Georgia, in in the state's oldest city, turning vacant lots into tree nurseries. And I don't know where you are in the South, but man, we've got a lot of empty shopping centers, for example. Empty parking lots all over the place, and I don't see them coming back to life. I I know, I I can only think of maybe two Kmart stores left that I know of in the South. And there's a lot of empty Kmart buildings around that are just sitting there. And Walmart is notorious for having a new location and then five years later move into a bigger location. And then the old location ends up oftentimes being vacated. Nothing happens there. But that is a great thing in Savannah. Now, I have a little small problem. A $230,000 grant to promote green jobs and have trees? That seems like a lot of dough. They're going to need to have all those trees grown in Savannah and then chop them down to print out the dollar bills to fund $230,000 in grants. Now, the plan is to eventually plant and nurture more than 500 trees that can be replanted across Savannah in one to three years. Meanwhile, those trainees are tending to the saplings or studying to become certified landscape professionals. There are only a few hundred landscapers who hold that certification across the empire state of the south but i'm all for trees good to see trees i hate to see trees being cut down for zero reason and if i can go a little green on you here i cannot stand developers who 
should not do this. I think they're often breaking the law. They'll take a beautiful piece of property that's got trees on it, and they'll just level every single one of them when they didn't have to do that. The property would look so much better if a couple of trees were left at least. And these developers are so greedy, they just knock them all down. And oftentimes, towns and cities have regulations that say you're supposed to leave trees. And what these guys do is they knock them all down, and they come back and plant little puny trees that take 40 years to get back to what the other ones that were already there look like. It would be so much better if they would find creative ways and not be so greedy, in my opinion, when they're doing construction projects. All right. But good job there, Savannah, Georgia, as they're working on that project there. Now to North Carolina, and we need a fun story to wrap up our headlines today. Don't you all agree? Yeah, yeah, we agree. Uh, This man in North Carolina, uh, I'm going to have a hard time getting through this one. Two men have been, uh, not, not men, two people were arrested after allegedly a man had $10,000 in his pants stolen from him as he was preparing to have sex with a woman he had just encountered while his girlfriend waited downstairs. 23-year-old Bryce Mason and his girlfriend Grace Lynn Bradbury have both been arrested in connection with the January incident. Random police in North Carolina were still searching for Brandon Cook. Christopher Hancock told police he had the money stolen from him as he was getting ready to have sex with a woman. And Hancock reportedly told the authorities he had an open relationship <laughs> with his girlfriend. Hancock and the new woman went into a bedroom and got naked when the two men allegedly attacked him and choked him until he blacked out. And when he regained consciousness, he called authorities and told them $10,000 and his pants were gone. And this happened in North Carolina. Mason the alleged accident, the alleged incident occurred in late January, and since then only Mason and Bradbury have been arrested. Police said they are searching for a third suspect in connection to the incident. Mason's been charged with assault by strangulation, possession of stolen property, and common law robbery, and now he's being held on a $150,000 bond. Bradbury was charged with giving police false information about Mason's identity. Sounds like a setup, of course. But yes, a man with the consent of his girlfriend to go upstairs and have sex with a woman. And in the process of doing that, he's robbed and strangled until he passes out and his pants are stolen at the same time. Poor guy. Of course, maybe a lesson learned there. You don't need to be going. (laughs) You don't need to be hiring a woman of the night, first of all. And secondly, what in the world are you doing carrying $10,000 in cash on you? That's just stupid. As we call it here on the Y'all Show, Mr. Whoever You Are, I guess Bryce Mason. No, not Bryce Mason. Christopher Hancock is the guy that had his money stolen and attempted to have (laughs) some fun. Uh, Christopher Hancock, you're our official D-U-M-M dummy of the day. Hope you learned your lesson, son. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we got our Y'all Political Report. We're going to tell you about some governor's races going on in the South in a couple of months. Plus, President Donald Trump, he was in South Florida Monday, gave a speech at Florida International University. We'll have a portion of that speech. Also, we'll hear from Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. 
Both of these senators are trying to be the next president of the United States, and they were both in Dixie over the last couple of days, and we've got some audio from their speeches. All of that coming up on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, the General John Rawls. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details. She's been going out with him She's been going out with me Said she'd let us know By tonight Which one it would be we're back on the Y'all Show Tuesday edition <laughs> with your host, John Rawl. Good to have you back here. It's our Y'all Political Report where we take a quick look at what's going on in the world of politics across the nation and country. But specifically, well, that's the same thing, across the nation and the South. <laughs> but we try to put a, a focus more on the Southern part of our country now we've been telling you about this crazy congressional election in north carolina that's still to be decided and some news came out on monday from raleigh north carolina as a republican operative conducted an illegal and well-funded ballot harvesting operation that's what the elections director of north carolina said monday but the first session of a days-long hearing produced scant evidence that the gop congressional candidate he worked for knew about it or even benefited from the work and now the incumbent mark harris republican still is not seated in washington dc and he was able to in the 2018 election 
narrowly defeat Democrat Dan McCready in the congressional district known as the 9th Congressional District in North Carolina. But the vote was so close, it's not been certified. And now we know of some shenanigans that have happened there in these areas of North Carolina, Bladen and Robeson counties. And this commission will continue to look at what's going on. But right now, I guess by what we found out on Monday coming from Raleigh, that it, there's no, at least as of now, no direct evidence that Mark Harris was directly involved with any of the bad dealings going on there by the political operative there in those counties. And maybe he didn't even benefit from the bad actions that the operative did there in North Carolina. So we'll have more as this story continues to develop from the state capital of Raleigh. Now, it's 2019, and it's not necessarily the biggest election year coming up in November or in other times of the year in the South, but there are a few elections that are going to be going on this year for governor. And we've got three of our southern states that all will be having new governor's election in 2019. Now, those states include Kentucky, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Two of those three, you have incumbents running here in 2019. Kentucky's Matt Bevan, he's running. And then in Louisiana, John Bell Edwards is running as well. Bevan, a Republican. John Bell Edwards from Louisiana, a Democrat. Now, some of the candidates that have already kind of come out said they were going to be competing for these different governor's races. In Kentucky, you have a couple of Republicans already announcing and course a few democrats on the republican side in kentucky in addition to bevin in the primary robert goforth is running and william woods several democrats have announced that they're going to try to compete for the democratic candidate for governing the commonwealth of kentucky you've got rocky adkins andy Bashir, adam edelin and jeff young all saying they're going to run in kentucky for governor here in 2019 in louisiana John Bell Edwards appears to have no competition in a Democratic primary. There are two Republicans that have already said they're going to be running for the Republican governor's nomination for for governor of Louisiana. Ralph Abraham and Eddie Respong, he, those two saying they're going to run in Louisiana. Now, in Mississippi, Phil Bryant has been a two-term governor in that state, but he is term-limited and will not be able to run in 2019. So... You have a couple of people that have already announced, some more really probably going to announce any day now. But what we do know, you've got two Democrats as of now and two Republicans that have said they're going to campaign for governor in the Magnolia State. On the Democratic side, Jim Hood, who is the attorney general in Mississippi, he's running on the Democratic side. He's the only Democrat to hold statewide office in Mississippi for years. And now he's wanting to move up a notch to run for governor. And Valicia Williams on the Democratic side, she's also running for the Democratic spot for governor. On the Republican side, you've got Robert Foster and Tate Reeves. Tate Reeves is the current lieutenant governor of the state of Mississippi. And that is a quick look at the election going on there in Mississippi and Louisiana and Kentucky as we have some, some, you know, this isn't exactly the most exciting thing. It's not it's 2019. It's not a presidential campaign going on in the country this year, at least where you actually go vote in any kind of primary or the official presidential election in November of 2020. 
and I think that's why these states slash commonwealths kind of do this. They they push these governors' races to fall in years where they kind of become a bigger deal, perhaps, than what you might expect when you have governors' races fall in presidential years. Looking at some of the early predictions on these three states and their governors' races, that Republican seat in Kentucky is expected to lean Republican, according to all the experts. Bevin expected to hold on there. Louisiana, some say that's a toss-up. John Bell Edwards, he really, I'm surprised that Louisiana elected a Democrat to governor four years ago, but he indeed did get the nomination and got the got the victory barely, but he got it. And some people are saying it leans Democrat to toss up there. And then when you get to the sovereign state of Mississippi, it is, according to most political people, very likely Republican hold, even though Jim Hood, he has a strong history there in Mississippi as attorney general. He's got an uphill climb as a Democrat in such a Republican state, which you can make the same case. Kentucky is very Republican and Louisiana should be Republican. I still scratch my head that they elected a Democrat in 2015, but they did. John Bell Edwards there, and he's sided with President Trump on more than one occasion on some things. Speaking of President Trump, he was in South Florida on Monday as he was having a campaign-type rally and was really there to talk about Latin American intervention in Venezuela and the whole crisis going on there. He gave this speech at Florida International University. Let's go now and hear the president and a portion of his speech given on Monday. Hello, Miami. I am thrilled to be back in the state I love with so many proud, freedom-loving patriots. We're here to proclaim a new day is coming in Latin America. It's coming. In Venezuela and across the Western Hemisphere, socialism is dying and liberty, prosperity, and democracy are being reborn. Today, our hearts are filled with hope because of the determination of millions of everyday Venezuelans, the patriotism of the Venezuelan National Assembly, and the incredible courage of interim president Juan Guaido. The people of Venezuela are standing for freedom and democracy, and the United States of America is standing right by their side. Let me begin by thanking the great leaders here today who have been such incredible champions for the cause of liberty. And these people love you, and they love Venezuela, And they love Cuba. And they love all of the places that we're fighting. Donald Trump from Monday while he was in South Florida. And that a speech from Florida International University. And he was discussing the continuing crisis that's going on in Venezuela, of course, with the huge Latin American input and populace that lives in Florida, the exiles and the people who have ancestry from Latin America He was well-received with his praise of the guy that they're all saying should be the current leader of Venezuela, Donald Trump, there from Monday. 
Well, a few Democratic candidate nominees are working their way to Dixie as they're trying to jockey for position on the Democratic side for president in 2020. Elizabeth Warren, she was in Lawrenceville, Georgia over the weekend, and she had a rally at a, I think it was a high school auditorium. The audio quality isn't the world's greatest, but we're going to go listen to the Massachusetts senator. And if we find the spot where there's a guy who actually asked her about her ancestry, we'll have that portion of it. But regardless, here's Elizabeth Warren campaigning in the South. And isn't it always fun to hear these people put on their Southern accent when they come South? Yeah, my name is Pamela Bellier, and I wanted to ask you, with so many Democrats running for president, why should we choose you? And my second question is, I would hope that everyone would commit to not attacking each other, but focus on the issues. So part two is easy, Pamela. I'm not here to attack Democrats. That ain't going to happen. Okay, not good. Not good. But let me go back to the first question because I, I want you all to understand this, and it's why I, I tell the story of who I am. I, t- I try to tell you what's etched on my heart. I never expected to be in politics, not in a million years. I didn't, you know, I'm not one of those people who looks in the mirror and says, like, presidential material. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even say senatorial committee, right? I didn't do any of that. For me, it was all about this fundamental question. My family was hanging on to their place in the middle class by their fingernails. But we made it. My mama saved our house. She was scared. She was 50 years old. She never worked outside the home. But she did it. And she didn't do it because she worked any harder than any family today. She did it because it was a time in America when when the question about minimum wage was what's it going to take a family to survive. And my family was the beneficiary of it. Good people all across this country made sure that when my mom worked 40 hours a week, it would pay the mortgage, it would pay the utilities, and it would put food on the table. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts in Lawrenceville, Georgia, over the weekend as she was having a a rally there to stir the troops up in the state of Georgia. And to her credit, she does have some Southern connections as she was raised in Oklahoma. But golly, she really doesn't have anything to do Oklahoma-wise these days from a political perspective. Kamala Harris is the senator from California. She was in North Charleston, South Carolina a couple days ago. And she had a big speech. Let's listen now to some of her comments as she had a, about a thousand people in attendance at this rally in the Palmetto State. We have put more emphasis in incarcerating people than we have in educating our children. And we're paying a price for that. We're paying a price for that. And it's happening, you know, right here in South Carolina, we need to pay our teachers what they are worth. My first grade teacher, my first grade teacher, Mrs. Frances Wilson, God rest her soul, attended my law school graduation. For most of us who ever have a microphone like this in our hands, we have never achieved this kind of success without the teachers and the public education system that made us who we are. 
It is the path towards success. So it's about understanding what has value and what is smart. Now let's also relate that to the system of mass incarceration. We, it is a shame when we look at how we should grade ourselves as it relates to our neighbors around the globe, where we have the highest rates of incarceration of any nation on earth. And part of the failure of our system is that we have emphasized reaction instead of prevention. So that gets back to your point about education. The other issue is that we have had real disparities based on race and based on socioeconomic status in terms of income and wealth. And as a result, we have, in particular, disproportionately incarcerated young black men and young Latino men at rates much higher. And if you do it as compared to other populations for the same crimes, we are still arresting and prosecuting at higher rates, both in terms of incarceration rates as well as arrest rates, which happened before that. And we've got to correct the system around reforming the system. And so it's going to be about a number of things. One, focusing on what we need to do around prevention and where we're going to put the resources. Another is this. Part of the mass incarceration problem in this country has to do with a failed war on drugs. Senator Kamala Harris of California, a Democratic contender for president in 2020 there in North Charleston, South Carolina. She gave that speech over the weekend. And that's a look at our political spotlight. We gave you both a couple of Democratic nominees for president in 2020. President Trump, you heard from him, and of course all the other governor's stuff that's going on here this year. When we turn the page to hour two, stick with us. We're going to have Sportsland Yap to start the hour, and we'll also tell you about some wrestling news and all that. Yes. Plus, we'll have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue join us for a great report. All that on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Welcome, my friends, to the Y'all Show, Hour 2 on the second day of the week. Hope you're doing well, and we're happy to have you join us, and we hope you're enjoying this all-Southern program with your host, John Rawl. This is y'all, (laughs) y'all. Hey, we've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue set to join us in just a few minutes. Can't wait to see what he wants to talk about today. Always fun and always kind of a challenge for me i don't know about you whenever he comes on because boy he gets my stomach just a churning want me to go to my closest barbecue joint and and pig out and maybe we'll do just that here on today's y'all show our website is y'all.com and our phone number 803-816-1170 you can call or text anytime you feel like it well we are a show all about the south we've got a lot of sports here that we cover from time to time And it's usually college football and other college sports that we focus on. And we do talk about some of the professional stuff. But one thing here on the Y'all Show, even though we bill ourselves as the Southern Show, and we are the Southern Show, one thing we haven't spent a whole lot of time on, because frankly, I'm a kind of a an idiot on, I just don't know enough about it, is wrestling. Or should I say wrestling? WWE is what I speak of. And we've got some news on the WWE front here to start our headlines and our sports land yap today. 
as D-Generation X, or 10, or I don't even know how to pronounce it, D-Generation X, will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And D-Generation X was one of the cornerstones of WWE's Attitude Era and the formative period that led into it. And they're going to be inducted April 6th into the Hall of Fame as part of the class of 2019. Now, both versions of DX will be recognized as a collective group of six. This includes, all right, get ready. I hope I don't butcher any of these. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and X-Pac. All going into the WWE Hall of Fame, class of 2019. D-Generation X. And I have never seen them in action. But they're a diverse group here. I'm seeing five males and a female. I guess the female might be China. C-H-Y-N-A is the name. But, hey, they've survived. They've made it to the Hall of Fame. And we wish them all the best. I don't think they've retired. or I just don't know what of what I speak here. The WWE Hall of Fame ceremony will be at Barclays Center. Gosh, that's quite a quite a place to have a hall of fame ceremony and it takes place the night before wrestlemania 35 so that's why they've got a huge event planned there at the barclay center and wrestlemania 35 hard to believe 35 years of wrestlemania all will be honored april 6 congratulations wwe fans now to something i know a little bit more about and that's the pga tour and how about this? Is the PGA Tour, are they falling from grace? Have they lost their mind? Well, let me tell you what they just approved Monday. The PGA Tour, for the first time, says it's okay for golfers to wear shorts and practice rounds and in pro-ams. And they've relaxed their player attire guidelines, allowing for these shorts to be worn in practice and in pro-am events. And it starts at this week's WGC Mexico Championship and at the Puerto Rico Open. So this weekend, if you tune in, I guess, to the players out there practicing, and it's going to be hot in Puerto Rico, and it's going to be hot in Mexico, they'll be able to wear shorts. It's going to be a weird thing to look at, to be honest with you. I'm excited because, honestly, in the South at least, if you're a golfer and it's hot, you wear shorts. If you're not on the PGA Tour, that is. PGA Tour Player Advisory Council Co-Chairman James Hahn announced the relaxed attire rules to follow players on social media on Monday. And they're calling it the shorts game. Hashtag shorts game. Uh, Because in golf, you got a short game, which is around the chipping and putting area. But now you'll be able to to practice. And I saw a picture of Phil Mickelson actually tweeted a picture out of him chipping wearing shorts and it's a fashion statement and it's something again if you're an amateur and you play golf in the south at least that it, it, it's you're just you don't understand how these guys wear long pants at times south carolinian kevin kisner a pga tour professional said that he approves the message from the chairman and more of these golfers are in agreement so I guess the sale of Bermuda shorts is going to spike now that the PGA Tour says, okay, you can wear golfs, at least in practice rounds and at programs. They just had a program the other day 
in California. That would have been fun to see. Bruce Bucci, or Bochi, is the Giants manager in Major League Baseball. He's been leading the San Francisco Ball Club for several years. And after 25 years as a Major League skipper at San Diego and for the San Francisco Giants, including leading teams to three World Series championships, 2010, 12, and 14, he is going to retire at the end of 2019. Now, he is a guy who actually spent some of his childhood in South Carolina as his father was in the military and was in the Army station. Bruce Bochy was actually born in France, of all places, but his father moved around like most military families, and his son there, Bruce, did too. And so Bruce grew up in South Carolina and also in Northern Virginia as well as Melbourne, Florida, and he graduated from Melbourne High School in Florida. And he actually was a baseball teammate at Melbourne High School with Daryl Hammond. Remember Daryl Hammond on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> they were they were teammates there in Melbourne, Florida. Who knew? But after 25 years as being a major league skipper, he is going to retire. Of course, he had had a year, a couple of years playing major league baseball from 78 to 87. He played with the Astros, Mets, and Padres. But now this major league baseball manager Bruce Bochy. And he's going to be stepping down from the ranks of managing baseball. He's 63 years old. We wish him well. I guess he's retiring. He may end up in a broadcast booth, but I had not realized that he had coached three different World Series championships, 2010, 12, and 14. What a great, great thing there. I guess all those were with the San Francisco Giants. I didn't realize they'd had that, that much success here, but... I don't follow baseball maybe as much as I should, but good job. Speaking of Major League Baseball, spring training games begin this week. The first spring training game is 48 hours away or less. It will be the Seattle Mariners and the Oakland A's. They take the mound at 3.05 Eastern, 2.05 Central on Thursday. And when we get to Friday, a couple more teams are in action, including the Red Sox, the Tigers, Philly and the Tampa Bay Rays play. Oakland plays again against Seattle. On Saturday, just about every major league team has their first spring training game. Some of our southern teams having spring training games on Saturday include the Baltimore Orioles. They play. St. Louis plays the Miami Marlins on Saturday. The Atlanta Braves and New York Mets get together Saturday. The Rangers and the Royals, they face off against each other Saturday and the Tampa Bay Rays play Minnesota on Saturday. The Strohs and the Washington Nationals get together Saturday in Major League Baseball, the first spring training couple of days here this week, and then they've got a couple of weeks of it, and then the real season begins there in early, what is it, early April, I guess, right around March, April was when the first pitch of Major League Baseball season begins in earnest. Some college football news Tennessee is going to give Coach Jeremy Pruitt a more experienced staff with some familiar faces, but that's because the Tennessee head football coach announced that he has hired Derek Ansley as a defensive coordinator, and he will handle all defensive calls. Ansley comes to Knoxville from the Oakland Raiders, and he was Alabama's defensive backs coach in 2016 and 17 when Pruitt was the Crimson Tide's defensive coordinator. Ansley spent the 2018 season coaching the secondary in Oakland. So bringing in some NFL experience to Rocky Top. Also, 
some news on the offensive staff at Tennessee. As a month after Tennessee got Jim Chaney to come to Knoxville from the University of Georgia with a contract that will pay him $1.5 million each of the next two seasons and $1.7 million in 2021, that's great news that he's staying because he was being courted to go off to the NFL, but he's going to stay for the time being in Knoxville and coach the offense for the Tennessee Vols. This marks the first time the Vols have paid both of their coordinators a million dollars or more. Jim Chaney on the offense and the defense now bringing in a guy from the NFL to take over that role. Derek Ansley, good old Rocky Top. By the way, Pruitt called defensive signals for Tennessee last year while Kevin Scherr was the team's defensive coordinator. So some shifting around in positions for the Big Orange in 2019. The, speaking of the Big Orange, on the basketball front, they dropped several spots in the latest AP Top 25 that came out this week. Tennessee, after losing to Kentucky at Rupp Arena over the weekend, falls to number five in both the AP Top 25 and the coaches poll. Duke ascends to the top spot in both polls, followed by Gonzaga. Virginia, which had a big win on Monday night against Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. They are at number three. Those Wildcats of Kentucky are at number four. Tennessee, five. In the south, you got North Carolina checking in at number eight. The Houston Cougars continue to impress. Houston is 25-1 and one right now. LSU is at ranked number 13. They moved up six spots in the latest AP poll. Great job there. They had some big wins. I know they beat Georgia here the last couple of days. And then they had that tip-in against Kentucky last week, too. So good times there in Baton Rouge. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech move up. They're number 14 in the latest poll. The Florida State Seminoles also moving up to number 16. Louisville drops a few spots there at number 18 in the great latest AP poll. And as we said, Virginia Tech lost Monday night. And the Hokies are 20 in the brand-new poll. And Maryland is 24 in the AP Top 25 But again, if you look at the top of the rankings, Duke moves up to number one, Virginia three, Kentucky four, Tennessee five. I think all of those teams will be getting great seeds whenever the March Madness seeds come out in just a few weeks. We're just almost to that point, friends. Coming up in college basketball tonight, you've got the Battle of the Volunteer State as Vanderbilt travels I-40 East. And they'll be in Knoxville to take on those Tennessee Vols. Remember the last time these two teams got together, it was an overtime thriller. Tennessee somehow snuck out of Memorial Gym on the Vanderbilt campus with a win thanks to about 30 free throws or something crazy like that from one of the Tennessee Vols players. That game coming up tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern from Knoxville. Other teams in the South with games tonight, Maryland's at Iowa, Kentucky, number four in the country they are at mizzou arena in columbia where they'll take on the missouri tigers that's a nine o'clock eastern 8 p.m central start florida state and clemson get together at little john coliseum in clemson and the baylor bears are at number 19 iowa state tonight now looking at other information on far as standings speaking the big 12 with baylor in the big 12 conference standings right now k-state and Texas Tech are right there at the top of the standings alongside Kansas. They all have nine wins amongst them in conference play, and all are ranked. Kansas State, Texas Tech, Texas Tech 14, Kansas is 12. Iowa State is number 19 in the poll. They are 
in the four spot in the Big 12 standings. Those Baylor Bears, seven and five, they're about midway through the rankings or standings rather of the Big 12 right now. The Longhorns, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They appear to be really ticking up and then they lost to Georgia and man, they just haven't been the same team since they lost to lowly Georgia a few weeks ago. And the Horns right now are seven and six in Big 12 play. TCU, they're five and seven. Oklahoma, my goodness, the wheels have fallen off there in Norman. The Sooners are four and nine. Oklahoma State is two and ten. I don't know what's going on basketball wise in the Sooner State, but yeah, some awful basketball, at least in Big 12 play as OSU is two and ten. And man, in Morgantown, West Virginia, the wheels have definitely fallen off there as the Mountaineers are two and ten also and ten and fifteen overall in total uh, the total record for the the mountaineer basketball program and that's a quick look at the big 12 from a standing standpoint here in our sports land yeah now let's look at some women's college basketball and the south carolina gamecocks won the national championship about three years ago and they're doing quite well this year the lady gamecocks and dawn staley's team appears to be headed right back to hosting a regional in women's college basketball but there's one small problem because south carolina surrendered a few years ago and caved in to political pressure and all that the ncaa removed its ban on south carolina from hosting postseason play they had a ban in place because they had one small confederate flag flying on the state house grounds in columbia and because of that one flag the NCAA had a ban on that state. They still have a ban on Mississippi. You can't have postseason play in Mississippi right now. And South Carolina had the exact same thing. And the day they got rid of the flag, the ban was removed because of one flag that was put in its historical context to honor veterans. Isn't that ridiculous? Well, that's the way it is. Well, because of that, South Carolina has, at least on one occasion, already hosted a tournament there in Colonial Life Arena when they've made it to the postseason. And now this year, they're going to have another opportunity to do that. But because of the no longer having a ban on the state, South Carolina was able to successfully get the NCAA to agree to put a men's postseason tournament bid in Columbia. And so you're going to have March Madness for the first time really in a couple of years and really before a couple of years it was decades about three years ago greenville south carolina hosted march madness only because it was supposed to be in north carolina and north carolina had that crazy bathroom bill going on (laughs) and the ncaa and their infinite wisdom and their political correct ways decided to pull the tournament out of greensboro i think and moved it to Greenville. And that's when Duke went down there and got beat by South Carolina. That's the year South Carolina, the Gamecocks of Frank Martin, went all the way to the Final Four. I'm not sure that if South Carolina had to go on the road and leave the state of South Carolina for March Madness, at least the first round and second round, I don't know if they had made it to the Final Four. So the bathroom bill ended up helping out the flagship University of South Carolina. (laughs) But this year, the women's team in south carolina they want to host just like they did the other year but guess what because there's going to be ncaa march madness for men already scheduled at colonial life arena the same weekend the women need to play 
guess what? The Gamecock women's team, they've got to find another place to play. And the NCAA has already agreed to find a place. They said that South Carolina can host NCAA tournament games, but they're going to have to be on the campus of UNC Charlotte in a whole nother state at 9,100 seat Halton Arena on the 49ers campus. And that is if Dawn Staley's team becomes one of the top 16 teams in the NCAA tournament, of which most people fully expect that to happen. I don't know how hard she's looking here because I think there's other opportunities for the Lady Gamecocks to go off and play a regional, even in the state of South Carolina. I know for a fact there is a pretty decent coliseum in Charleston, South Carolina that is guaranteed to not have any conflict in March Madness, and that would be McAllister Fieldhouse in Charleston. A, a great NCAA men's arena for the Citadel Bulldogs, but they don't have a they don't have a women's team, so they're not competing with that. That's just the thought. I don't know if they looked into that or not. I, if I were South Carolina, if I were someone there, I would say, hey, well, why don't we stay in state for this thing? Go down to Charleston if you have that conflict. The Gamecocks are currently ranked 13th in the latest poll, and speaking of that poll, we got to tell you about the women's top 25 because friends we got some history being made because for the first time in their school history the rice university owls are in the women's college basketball top 25 rice has won 15 straight games and they checked in in the women's poll at number 25 can't they they get a little higher than that y'all i mean they've won 15 straight games that's pretty impressive. Now, looking at the rest of the rankings of women's college basketball, Rice is 25th. Other teams in the South in the top 25 for women, the Florida State Seminoles are 22, Texas A&M 21, the Texas Longhorns come in at number 19, Kentucky 16, you have the Miami Hurricanes at 14, Dawn Staley's South Carolina Gamecocks, they are number 13 this week, you have NC State. They have done quite well in women's basketball this year, 22-2 and two overall. The pack at number 9. Maryland out of the Big Ten at number 8. Mississippi State, Vic Schaefer's team, they drop a spot this week. They are at number 6. Who did they lose to? They must have lost to somebody here in the last couple of days, or they would not have dropped a spot or two. They lost to Missouri 75-67. to 67. Vic Schaefer and the Mississippi State women but they only, lost, they only dropped down one spot. Not, not a bad deal, but still, that's a team that played for the national championship in women's basketball two consecutive years and lost both times. The defending national champ, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they are at number five. Louisville is at number four. And if you scoot up to the top, the Baylor Bears, 23-1 and overall. They are number one in the women's college basketball top 25. And that is your sports lanyap here on this Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed that. And congrats to all the people we mentioned here in our lanyap, from the wrestlers to Bruce Bochy of the San Francisco Giants as he's getting ready to retire, and including our both men and women's basketball teams that are doing quite well these days. When we come back on the Y'all Show, the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue is set to join us. Matt Hearman's 
Don't you go anywhere. The Y'all Show with John Rawl will return after this timeout. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Purpose and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. You know, we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds ain't never too early. To light one up, fill up your cup, cause I ain't no It is. A parking lot party each and every Tuesday when we're lucky enough to bring on the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. And this is the show all about the South, and that includes some great Q, some great grilling, some great barbecue sauces and such. And here we're glad to bring back on Mr. Hermans. Hey, Matt, happy belated President's Day to you, sir. Same to you, Mr. Raw. Uh, hopefully you had a good one. I did. Maybe not quite as good as you. Did you break out the grill and cook up something for President's Day 2019? Well, I did. I you did? did. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, my wife had to work, uh, so I worked from the house since uh, not a whole lot going on for me. But uh, So I, I went ahead and threw some 
some ribs onto the smoker and let those hang out there all day. And then we had, uh, we had ribs for dinner. So it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was nice. Well, let's talk a little history, if you don't mind, since you are the barrister. And since we think of President's Day, which, uh, you know, as you may know, was once called George Washington's birthday, it's still called that in a couple of states. And the first president, his birthday is actually, I think, on the 22nd, a couple of days away from now. But if you were George Washington in it's the, I guess, 18th century and you wanted to grill out, what would that have entailed back in the 1780s and 90s? Well, um, I tell you what, we all, uh, you know, we go back into history like that. It kind of uh, begs the question of, you know, where did barbecue come from and, and, you know, what were they doing back then? And I would say uh, the answer to that's pretty simple. It would uh, it would consist of uh, a large piece of meat, probably a, a whole pig or at least very large pieces of a pig um, put on a, a grate above a wood fire Uh, of course the wood fire would have burned to the extent that a lot of the wood would have turned into charcoal but uh, it would be a a large piece of meat large piece of pig most likely particularly in virginia um, over uh, a coal and wood fire Uh, the distance between uh, the fire and the, uh, the pig would be to the extent that it would cook for a long period of time and become very similar to kind of the whole hog barbecue we have now. And this would have been, particularly in George Washington's case, it would have been uh, kind of a, a statewide or plantation-wide uh, celebration probably. And uh, everybody would partake in the in the roasted pig. So um, not terribly different than a whole hog, you know, North Carolina, Virginia-style barbecue today, just on a larger scale and, of course, uh, kind of within a different uh, societal construct on his estate. I am impressed with your knowledge, sir. You may be full of it, but <laughs> it sounds like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, George Washington, they say he was the father of our country. Well, I'm going to give you the nickname Father of Barbecue. How about that? You know what? He could. He could have well been, uh, you know, at least one of the fathers uh, because um, that was certainly happening um, back in his day and, and on plantations like his so, yeah. yeah well have you been to mount vernon before no i have not had the pleasure i went up there last summer it was i went to it when i was a child i think on two different occasions and i went back to it last year for the first time in 30 plus years and it's an impressive place right there on the potomac just south of washington dc and you get to tour the grounds and actually you'll be impressed by this they actually have some cattle and livestock you know not recreations they've got the real thing there on the grounds of mount vernon and they're kind of the way they would have been back in those days they kind of look old old european style self-sustaining state there yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's really cool so if you ever get back to washington dc make sure that every Every single one of those animals, potential barbecue, by the way. <laughs> I don't think they had too many vegetarians running around back in the 1700s, but I could be mistaken. Not, not, not by choice. Not by choice. Well, Matt, we've been talking with you for the last couple of weeks about sauces, and we still haven't got finished with this discussion, and I'm okay with that, but uh, we're leaving our audience kind of on the edge of their seat. So I know you've talked a little bit about East Texas sauces and such, 
What about, we, we mentioned that you didn't think Amarillo and the panhandle of Texas was necessarily that great, but what about just around the Metroplex, Dallas and Fort Worth and all the other suburbs of Dallas? Is there anything unique about the barbecue there? Um, the only, um, the only thing unique, I guess, about any of those large uh, urban Texas areas would be that there's uh, the unique part about it is that there's nothing unique about it. So seriously, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds counterintuitive, but it's essentially, uh, you know, a large urban conglomeration of people from across the country and from across the world. Um, so there really isn't anything uh, terribly, uh, you know, identifiable about the, uh, that particular area aside from, um, the fact that it's just kind of a mix. So you can, uh, for instance, you can, there are places in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex that do, uh, you know, um, pulled pork and sweet ribs, uh, hickory wood, you know, kind of something you would find kind of ubiquitously across uh, the South. And there are places that focus more on central Texas style barbecue and, uh, places like the Pecan Lodge in Dallas. And there, there are a lot of different places like that, that, uh, that focus on that style, which we've kind of talked about before, beef focused, very simple rubs and oak wood. Um, and then there are other places that, you know, just kind of chain spots to do kind of your, um, I would say nondescript, but just kind of, uh, regular barbecue. They offer the, the different types of things. Sauces would reflect, uh, the same, um, you know, the same style. So you could have, uh, any place, depending on the focus of the particular place in that massive area, it's like 7 million people, you would have, uh, you could have different types of sauces. You could have, um, a place that is kind of mar- uh, marketing itself as more of a North Carolina style place, for instance, and they would have, um, that kind of sauce or, uh, you know, you have a, a central Texas style place or you have a very sweet and saucy kind of a, uh, rib joint. There's a lot of chains. I will say there are a lot of barbecue. Well, I will say there are barbecue chains. There's not a, not a ton of barbecue places, I would say, in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but there are barbecue places and there are chains. So it reflects, I guess, uh, there's no real style to, say, North Texas, what we call Dallas-Fort Worth area is North Texas, even though, of course, the Panhandle is farther north, but that would be the Panhandle, and North Texas would be the Dallas-Fort Worth area. There's no real North Texas style. It's just kind of a collection of things and, and people who, who end up there, if that makes sense. Well, man, I could, I think you're a genius. I think you're a genius at barbecue and grilling, but I think you're just a genius. So I'm going to test you here. Around 2006, I think it was, I think I came to the Metroplex with a guy named Keith Sisson one time, and you recommended one of those famous Dallas area chains for us to go pig out at. And I was curious if you happen to still recall which one of those it was. Yeah, I think it was, um, I think it was close to where we were. It was, I think it was Spring Creek Barbecue. Yeah, I think that's it. Because yeah, yeah. I've uh, totally forgotten the name, but that sounds vaguely yeah. familiar. Yeah, it was close. And uh, and they have a bunch of stores around Dallas. Is that right? They have a bunch of stores across the state of Texas. And I think, uh, I think over in other states as well. It's a, yeah. it's a pretty, pretty good sized chain. So yeah, that I remember it was, uh, I remember that. I thought uh, you might yeah, just might remember, but I knew it was not Dickies, which we've no. got Dickies all over the place now. All over the place. Yeah. Spring Creek barbecue. They say they are a Texas tradition for over 35 years. 
And if you go to a Spring Creek barbecue, if you're lucky enough to go back to one, they have the brisket, they have chicken and ribs, they've got sausage. They even have something called crack black black pepper sausage. Have you had that? Uh, you know, it's been a while. Probably the last time I was at one of those was with you, John. But uh, <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so, but I know what it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's got some pretty large chunks of peppercorn in there. Get a little bite to it if you like black pepper. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, I happen to like black pepper. You told me that that's one of the staples of Texas barbecue, is especially around the Panhandle in North Texas. It's it's that black pepper. They have no reservations about pouring yeah. it on. That's right. No reservations at all on the brisket and the sauce. That's right. That's right. They've got locations. I'm looking at their website right now for Spring Creek, Spring Creek Barbecue. A lot of places I've never heard of, like Cypress and Senco, which is, I guess, part of Katy, Texas. I've heard of Katy. Mm-hmm. But they've got – I'm trying to see if they have any locations outside of the state of Texas, and I'm not seeing any I right be, now. I would be curious, but uh... – yeah, I don't know that for sure. I just know that uh, it's it's a it's a pretty yeah. It's it's there's there are a lot of spring creeks, put it that way. Yeah, I got them from Humble all the way to all all around the Dallas area. Spring mm. Creek Barbecue, check them out if you want a good read. All right, we've got more to talk about when we come back with Mister Barrister. I'm going to talk about making your own sauces with him when we come back. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details.
Welcome back to y'all as we roll on here on this Tuesday edition, talking barbecue with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Reminder, on the Wednesday Y'all Show, we're going to have a fun time. We're going to visit with a great Texas comedian, Lulu Roman. You may remember her from Hee Haw. She was on the show during its entire four-decade run, and she'll be our special guest on the Wednesday Y'all Show. be a lot of fun, and she grew up right there in Dallas. has a very intriguing story that you'll not want to miss out on. Lulu Roman, our special guest on the Wednesday Y'all Show. We got a special guest right now on the show. It's our regular feature on barbecue and grilling. Matt, Mr. Bodacious Barbecue Barrister Guy. And he's Matt Hermans, that is. And he's back with us here. Matt, we kind of touched on Oklahoma City last week. We touched on some Texas barbecue. We really haven't got into Missouri, specifically Kansas City style barbecue. Anything you want to say about that before we shift over and talk about making your own sauces at home? Yeah. Um, well, I will be, I'm going to be completely forthright and I'm going to say that I, I, I am not an expert in Kansas City style barbecue, but, um, I, I do know a little bit about the sauce uh, that is used up there and it typically has uh, a lot of molasses in it. It's a little bit thicker, kind of dark, kind of rich, uh, certainly at the other end of the spectrum from, say, a vinegar-based sauce or even a thin tomato-based sauce. Um, Kansas City folks up there do like their sauce thicker, uh, sweet, and kind of molassesy dark is what you would imagine, kind of a dark, thick sauce. So um, I'll leave it at that. I do know that that's kind of when you, when people think of a Kansas City-style barbecue sauce, that is what we think of. What about the meat for Kansas City-style barbecue? Yeah. What, what are we talking pork, about? Pork, uh, beef. It, it, Kansas City is also – uh, a place where they love love the beef, love the brisket, but they also do ribs. Um, that is uh, very popular, also as well as pork shoulder. Um, so Kansas City is pretty. Uh, they're pretty proud of the fact that they do everything. And in fact, uh, the little I do know about Kansas City is that if somebody is from Kansas City, they're happy to tell you that not only do they do everything, they do everything the best. So, um, <laughs> which, you know, is open for debate. We're talking about the subjective barbecue here, but, uh, but yeah, they do everything. So they're, you know, they'll do ribs, they'll do pork, they'll do beef. Um, and I've been told by somebody that there's nothing they can't do. So, uh, Hey, I like that attitude. Good. I do like the attitude yeah. because I'll be yeah. honest, Matt, I had brisket the other day for the first time in a long time. And it was darn good. I like my pork barbecue. I like my ribs. I like it all. And some of our places get very territorial when it comes to barbecue. And they're like, we don't do brisket here in whatever state, Alabama. Well, we're not a brisket place. Or you go to Texas, what the heck's pulled pork, they'll ask. So yeah. Kansas yeah. City, here I come. That's right. Yeah, they're, they've got it all. That's that's a one-stop shop for each of the animals you may want to sink your teeth into. So, <laughs> absolutely. And I was at the Country Music Festival uh, radio seminar last week, and I interviewed Marty Brown. He was on America's Got Talent and has had some success in music through the decades. And he grew up just outside of Owensboro, Kentucky. So I had a good conversation with him about mutton and mm-hmm. bergen or something like that. Have you heard of that? Burgoo, yeah. Burgoo. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, tell me about Burdy. <laughs> I know I know a little bit about Burgoo. Uh, it's basically kind of a stew. Um, from what I understand, I know you know. I know you I don't know. know. Well, I know you know Brunswick stew from yes. that area. Yeah, yeah. From, from what I understand, Burgoo is similar to that in the sense that 
you know, it's kind of the origins of it is just throwing a bunch of stuff that you may have left over into a pot and letting it cook. Um, it's kind of a stew. It can have corn in it. It can have meat in it. It can have smoky mutton in it, I guess. It can have all kinds of stuff, potatoes and things like that. Uh, really, really cooked down into kind of a uh, soupy consistency. Um, something, yeah, pretty, yeah, not only uh, not only Western Kentucky, but I understand kind of Southeast Ohio, they do it there as well. Well, we don't talk about Southeast Ohio here on the Y'all Show, but I will I will point out for our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, the main ingredient of this is lamb. That's what makes mutton mm-hmm. different. It's cooked lamb as opposed to pork or beef. Right, yes, a sheep, full-grown sheep, John. Mutton oh. is a full-grown sheep. That's right. Sorry, I don't mean to be very sheepish here when I talk to you. All right, yeah, yeah. let's talk about sauces here, Matt. All right. And if, if you're not lucky enough to go to a, one of these famous barbecue restaurants around the South and get your own smorgasbord of, of sauces, how can you make sauces at home that rival what you find in the actual barbecue joints? Yeah, I love I love this um, this conversation right here. So this is the deal. Anybody who's ever been to any grocery store, I don't even need to name the large the large chains. There are so many barbecue sauces uh, that it's unbelievable. I mean, there's there's typically three, four, five shelves full of different type of barbecue sauces, and these are all marketed. A lot of them are kind of owned by the maybe the same company or so, and they put different brands on them. But it's big business. Barbecue sauce is big business. And I will tell you this: uh, if there's one way for the for the let's say the burgeoning barbecue connoisseur or the maybe the rookie pit master who wants to get rolling on doing their own barbecue. There are, there are lots of different ways to, to get started. And there are lots of different, um, what we call store-bought type rubs and, uh, and, and marinades and things like that, that you can buy that are fine. I would say uh, that one of the easiest ways to kind of put your own spin on barbecue, even if you're not ready to make your own rub or an injection or anything like that, is to make your own sauce, and it's really not that difficult. Um, there are a couple ingredients that we've already talked, uh, a couple ingredients that I would say are, are kind of common across the board, but uh, it's so it's so simple to kind of experience, uh, experiment and create your own barbecue sauce, and that can be kind of your signature flavor. And there's nothing magic about the sauces you see at the store or at your local kind of boutique place. Somebody else made them, somebody else created them, messing around on the stove, and then they, you know, they ended up being in a bottle. And you can do the same thing. So we have talked about the different kinds of sauces. We talked about the in fact we just talked about the thick, heavy, kind of molasses sweet Kansas City sauce. We've talked about the tomato based, heavy on black pepper, kind of tangy Texas sauce. We've talked about uh Cajun spice, kind of southern Louisiana style. We've talked about um vinegar, we've talked about the red vinegar, we've talked about Memphis hot. We've gone through kind of a lot of different kinds of sauces, and you can make any one of those kinds of sauces. So there's this magic thing, John. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called uh, the Internet. <laughs> and uh, if, if you Google now, Hold on. Let me make sure I spell that. It's I-N. It could be called the World Wide Web, but I think that's it may be a little outdated. But uh, there's this magical thing that's called the Internet. And if you want to get a basic recipe for any one of these types of sauces, for instance – Say you want to make your own uh, Memphis-style sauce, which 
There are different kinds, but when you think of Memphis-style sauce, you typically think of a pretty hot variety. At least that's kind of the specialty that Memphis does, a very hot barbecue sauce. You can Google that, Memphis-style hot barbecue sauce, and there will be a hundred different recipes. I mean, there will be so many recipes that you can't imagine. Now, I would not ever advise anyone to just copy one of these things. Make it your own. But you can look at a few recipes and you can say, hmm, okay. There are some pretty similar ingredients here. It's going to be ketchup, some vinegar, a little bit of sugar, uh, either cayenne, red pepper flakes, maybe some crystal, hot sauce, Tabasco, things like that. Kind of a basic, basic thing. And then you put it on the stove. These are cheap things to mess around with. It doesn't cost a lot of money. And you just tweak it. You like a little sweeter, add a little bit of this. You like a little hotter, add a little bit of that. You like a little more tangy, a little bit more vinegar. What about some uh, what about some other interesting ingredients? A little mustard in there, maybe so. Give it a shot. Um, real easy. A barbecue sauce is typically just cooked, heated. I wouldn't say cooked for a long period of time, but it's typically heated up. That way the ingredients in there can kind of meld together. But um, there's no better way just to than just to experience uh, pardon me, experiment with these kind of basic sauces. So, you know, you got the Memphis sauce. If you want to make a North Carolina style sauce, you know, hey bunch of vinegar, uh, some kind of particular kind of spices, some coriander, uh, a little bit of ketchup if you're going to make the Piedmont style, maybe a tiny bit of sugar. Uh, you know, mess around with that. Let it cook for a little while. Taste it. See if you like it. Maybe uh, dip some of your uh, your local or your own, you know, pork shoulder in it and see what you think. Once you get the recipe down, it's yours. I mean, that is your that is your signature. You can serve it just like anybody else. And that has your, you know, you kind of put a personal touch on your barbecue if you're not, especially if you're not ready to kind of start tweaking around with, with uh, rubs and things like that. So it's not difficult. There is nothing magical or uh, really, really hard. If you've got some spices in your cabinet, you've got a short little grocery list, get you some stuff for sauces. Google it, look at the basics, and mess around yourself. And it, it's really fun. And like I say, you can tweak it exactly the way you like it. You don't have to put Sweet Baby Ray's on everything. If you like Sweet <laughs> Baby Ray's, that's fine. That's good. That's all. That's, that's fantastic. But maybe maybe you think it should be a little hotter. Maybe you think Sweet Baby Ray's a little bit too thick. Maybe you think it doesn't matter. You can, you can make whatever you want. You're saying you it's make. okay to experiment I think it's a, when it comes to barbecue sauce, I would encourage people to experiment and make your own and make find your, own. your identity. Just that's right. Be that's comfortable right. with yourself. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I Matt, mean, we could go. <laughs> we appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate the great knowledge. However, we're not going to let you off this easy. When we join you again on the y'all show, we're going to have to dive a little bit more into the brass tacks and, and find a little bit more info about all this stuff because I know there's much more you can say about sauces, and we'll do that the next time we get together, Matt. Have a great day. Thank you for your great input, sir. Fantastic. I can't wait till next time, and uh, everybody have a great week. All right. Matt Hermans, Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Well, again, that will conclude this y'all show on this Tuesday. And again, reminder, Lulu Roman of He Hall fame will be our special guest on the Wednesday, y'all. You don't want to miss it. Until that time, have a great rest of your day, just like the barrister just said. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Keeps coming. You know what to do.
Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel.